When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Next match. The biggest over-under of the week, the Chargers against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. The Chargers are favored at minus one. This is a game I don't think it matters who's favored. It just doesn't matter. What I care about is the 54 over-under. That's what I care about. Now, before we get to this game, we do have a couple questions I want to get to here. Uh, we have QF stops. talking about how he's surprisingly 0-2. His tight ends are Hurst and Fryermuth. And quarterback is Jordan Love. And so I, I don't see the question in there. I just see a statement. And uh, it's not really that surprising or 0-2 if that's part of your team. I don't know the rest of your team, but that's not a great start that you could be in with. So uh, keep saying this if you have any other questions for that one. Let's talk about this game, though. So Justin Herbert, you got him. You start him. By the way, also looking to cash the over. His passing yards set at 278 and a half passing yards. Minnesota, second most passing yards allowed last year. They're on a similar streak again this year. Justin Herbert has been over that three of the last four games, so go ahead and plug in Justin Herbert over 270 and a half passing yards. Kirk Cousins! Do you want to talk a little bit about Kirk Cousins? I also want to cash him. He's got 290 and a half passing yards as his player prop. He's been the number one quarterback in fantasy so far this season. This game's at home. It's during the day. It's the largest over-under game script of the week. And guess what? He's been over that mark his last two games. So we're cashing the over on Kirk Cousins. And of course, you're playing him. Austin Eckler has still not been practicing with the ankle issue. We have to see what happens there. Finally, we get to somebody who's worth talking about, Adam, and that's Alexander Madison with the whole Cam Akers deal. I know we talked about this a little bit with the question we had at the beginning of the show, but just kind of break it down for people, everybody, in, that are looking at this matchup for this you know, part, this segment of this episode. When you look at Alexander Madison, now paired up with Cam Akers, how do you evaluate this backfield moving forward? I think Madison's your, you know, your receiving back. I think Akers is going to get the early down work. Uh, I think they're going to trust Madison more to pass block. When I talked earlier, again, Akers is, has just never been it at pass blocking. Uh, he's never been really trusted to do so. Um, and look, when we talked about other teams, it was one way, right? It's like, all right, the running guy is going to have more value. I think in, in this situation, this Minnesota team is based around passing the ball, and especially in this matchup, they're going to be passing the ball. Madison's going to be the guy that is out there a lot more. Obviously, Akers still would need to figure out the offense. Now, O'Connell, there's familiarity, of course, so it's not going to be a crazy. I wouldn't be shocked 
uh, if Akers did play a little bit but because of that, because he's going to have some familiarity already. But all of that to say, I think Madison is still the snap leader in almost every game, uh, you know, for the immediate future. Uh, I, I do think this maybe takes away something in the red zone, um, but Madison just hasn't been an effective rusher anyway. So I don't really think it changes too much. I think you're going to, the things he's doing effectively now, he's going to continue to do effectively and, the things he was struggling with before he's going to do a little bit less. So yeah. The one thing I want to, I want to point out here is that he's had two tough matchups in a row. The Tampa Bay bucks and the Philadelphia Eagles are not two teams that give up a lot of rushing yards to begin with. So I do want to give him a little bit of a, a leeway there. And as far as this week is concerned, Cam Akers just got in the building. I'm not changing my ranking of him being an RB two uh, this upcoming week. I'm not changing. I want to, I want to talk with Alexander Madison real quick though. Here's the thing about Alexander Madison. I mean, we've, we've talked about it before they brought him back. They let Dalvin Cook go, but they didn't bring him back with a ton of fanfare. I mean, this is a team that in the last couple of years has drafted Kenny Nwangwu in the anticipation of Dalvin Cook being gone, drafted Ty Chandler in anticipation of being gone, uh, made another draft pick this year in anticipation of him being gone. Then they bring in, they jumped all over Miles Gaskin as soon as he was released by the, by the Miami Dolphins, and now they make a trade to bring in Cam Akers. This is not a team that necessarily is as sold on Alexander Madison as a lot of people in the fantasy uh, world were coming into the season. None of those moves screams like total confidence in Alexander Madison himself. Now, yet your point is made. He's faced two pretty good defenses in terms of his fantasy production so far, but in terms of his fantasy future, yeah, I yeah for this week I've got him at seventeen. He's a startable player this week because of the role that he's going to have currently. But I think that as time goes on, it remains to be seen whether he can actually hang on to that, especially if he continues to be as inefficient as he has been. I think their minds changed on him. I do because yeah. they gave him an extension, yeah. which is something to be said in today's day and age for right. a guy or running back who hadn't proved himself. They gave him an extension, but I think their minds changed on him as as the training camp and as the season progresses. And I, I agree with you. That's why I do have some concern with Alexander Madison now, especially Cam Akers in the building. Uh, what about Joshua Kelly? I got him ranked at RB twenty two. I'm not anticipating Eckler to play, frankly, because he didn't practice today. I mean, we'll see, but I kind of thought if he was going to play, he would have been out there today, or at least doing something in a limited capacity. I feel like this is a default. You're an RB two because of the match because the Minnesota Vikings. It's like it should be juicy. Chris, help me out here. I mean, like 13 carries, 39 yards. He proved he was every bit the Joshua Kelly he was before, not what we saw in Week One. So, I mean, I don't know. Would you play Joshua Kelly if you had to, or would you find other options? Somewhere? Well, I mean, I, I'll ask you this, Dan, because I feel like I understand not like Joshua Kelly's talent. I'm not a big fan either, but I can't say the last week kind of turned me off on him. He played Tennessee's deep. Defense. Tennessee's defense hasn't run against anybody. They number one run defense last year against the running back position, even though they were a horrible team. So I think that's just something to kind of keep in mind that he wasn't going to necessarily excel in that game. DeAndre Swift went crazy versus Vikings defense because the Vikings played a lot to stop the pass, particularly the big plays down the field. Played a lot of you know small lineups, basically going with a lot of nickels and dimes, taking out linebackers, taking out had a play where they had one or two defensive linemen playing. So if that's going to be the case. What we saw the Chargers do versus the Dolphins was if you're going to take away the big passing play and give us the run, we'll take it. Joshua Kelly had a big game. Eckler had a big game. This offensive line's better than the chart. A lot of people think it is for the Chargers overall, too. Moving Johnson back to his familiar side of the guard position has opened up a lot of holes. I think Joshua Kelly's a good play this week. I think people are kind of, you know, looking at last week thinking, oh, he just has Joshua Kelly's scrub. 
I'm not going to say he's good or bad, but I say it's his Viking defense who's going to probably gear to stop away Justin Herbert in big plays. You're going to see a lot of light fronts, and Joshua Kelly's going to see a lot of easy opportunities to kind of eat. Big problem with 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 Kelly as a handcuff to Austin Eckler, if, if that's the direction people are trying to go, though, or thinking he's a one-for-one plug-in. This oh, team no, will yeah. not throw to – they do not throw to Joshua Kelly, and they no, throw all point. damned day long to Austin Eckler, and so that's that's – a big part of the depression of his value too. But this, this, the one thing I will say though, is to kind of Chris's point, if he can't do it in this matchup, he's never, where are you going to do it? Yeah. He's yeah. never going to do it. Uh, well, and real chase, Austin Eckler went number two for most people's drafts too. So it's not like you're looking for, <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you're you know, not expecting kind of return. But, but like my, my point is like in the past across the field, Alexander Madison taking over for Dalvin cook, they didn't necessarily change their offense a ton and they plugged their guy in one for one. They don't necessarily have that. They don't have anything in their backfield that can even come close to replicating what Austin Eckler can do in their passing game. Isaiah Spiller's not that guy. Kelly's not that guy. They, they just, they don't have that. that well, the kid they drafted this year is a lot like that, but that he's not going to be necessarily. And he got, and he got what, two, two catches last week. Yeah. It's, I mean, they, they just, that, that off, that, Part of their offense goes away without Eckler, which is a big problem in terms of, yeah, trying to to recoup any kind of value out of Kelly. But yeah, I've got him as an I've got him as a running back too this week as well. So. Yeah, yeah, kind of have to. Uh, Justin Jefferson's going to smash. Keenan Allen, who's been on fire, is going to smash. And Mike Williams needs to be in your lineups as a wide receiver too as well. Before we talk about Jordan Addison a little bit, let's get to our QF stops question here. Uh, he gives us his team. He's got Lamar and Love and all these players. He wants to figure out how to get a W with this lineup. So, uh, Adam, help me out here. Just run it through. Let's, let's pretend this is one quarterback, two running backs, a receiver, a tight end. Who are you playing? Who are you starting out of this lineup? Uh, it's definitely Lamar. I think the touchdowns are going to come. This is actually the best I've seen him pass in his career, and that's including his MVP season. On tape, he looks fantastic. It, the fantasy points are going to come. Uh, Kenneth Walker, feel good about. The running back position is kind of tough. Um, skip that for a second. I'm definitely going uh, Garrett Wilson, Mike Evans, and A.J. Brown. I would love to get Zay Flowers in there as well, especially with Lamar, if I could flex him. I don't want to start him over any of those three guys I mentioned, but if there's a flex spot or something available uh, to you, then I would love to play Zay Flowers. Uh, otherwise, obviously don't. Um, and then of the tight ends, I would love to, to see what you have on the waiver wire because I don't feel super confident of those guys. I'm playing Friarmuth, but I, I would love to poke around. Uh, and then RB, I would kind of love to poke around as well, uh, but I guess if I'm forced to, it's going to be Walker and um, I almost want to say Algier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would go, I would play James Cook. I, I think you yep. have to play James Cook this week. Uh, that would be my RB2 uh, for me, as much as I'm not a big fan of James Cook, and we'll talk about that later in the show. But I do Honestly, like he's lineup. He's got moves he could make there. He could try and package one of those running back Absolutely. twos that he currently has with Garrett Wilson. See if somebody will bite on that name category. Upgrade yourself at running back. You've still got a ton of depth. Be, it's only week three. Be patient. But well, at it's the funny, same he's got time, Garrett Wilson and Rashad White. I actually just packaged in a league that I'm in. I packaged Garrett Wilson and Rashad White boom. for Jalen Waddle, and I feel great about it. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you could definitely do some things about that. Um, and let's talk about, let's get back to this game and talk about Jordan Addison. 
who even though he's still playing behind KJ Osborne playing time, it's clear he's the second most talented wide receiver on that team. And because the volume is so high in Minnesota, already the fourth most in the NFL, they were the most last year. There's enough volume, I think, for everybody to eat. TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, and and, and Jordan Addison included. Uh, Adam, do you think this is the time where we start plugging Addison into our flexes uh, moving forward? I, I think so. Just uh, well, first of all, this game script, even if I wasn't moving forward going to do it, I would want to do it for this week regardless. <laughs> but uh, I, I think so, anyways. I, he's always been a talent wise guy who I, I thought would pretty quickly become the, the clear two here. Uh, and, and the way this offense has been operating, um, I, I think there are three options that can be fantasy viable as far as the receivers go. And I think it's going to be obviously Jefferson, obviously Hawkinson. Uh, and I think there's room for Addison as well. I think he's one, he's talented Two, this passing offense has been great so far this year. So but between those two things uh, and, and a lot of good matchups on their schedule, I feel confident with Addison. All right. Obviously you're playing TJ Hawkinson. Joe Everett's still going to ride the bench for me guys. Do you want to bet the over on this game? Just so we have something to hopefully pump up and look forward to. We get a little arena game going here. I think we're going to get the over on the 54. Anybody? No. I don't know if it's a wise bet, but I might do it just so that I have a good game to watch or like something. I'm going to do it just so we have a little bit of excitement (laughs) here. Let's just do it that way. Uh, Let's go with our next 